Hi everyone, Pastor Carlos here with you this evening and in your morning. Um, today's Bible study is called As Iron Sharpens Iron in Proverbs 27, 17 through 19. Here's the intro. Hey, have you ever tried to cut a knife or a pair of to cut with a knife or a pair of scissors only to find that they wouldn't cut? That's very frustrating. I know that for me I have a pet peeve of having good knives that have spent we have spent or I have spent good money on and they don't cut like they should. Our passage today has a biblical principle that teaches us how to be sharpened. And uh, as we read Proverbs twenty seven seventeen, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. See, now Proverbs is a book wise of wise sayings and how to and how important it is to be wise. It is written primarily as a way to guide, instruct, and influence Solomon's sons, and yet yet all people to live fully in the Lord. In fact, Proverbs 1, 7, fear the Lord, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Proverbs 9, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One's understanding. So there's a wise saying, begin with us being in a relationship with the Lord. D, so what do we learn about this wise saying and the principle of how we can be sharpened? body as we learn it means to be sharpened just as a knife that is not sharp isn't going to produce or be useful or helpful or ready to be sharpened as a man it is to be ready for life useful help and productive in life and society it reflects the fullness of life physically, emotionally, socially, and as well as spiritual. The word shada means to make glad, joined, together, sharpened, to grow. To be sharpened is to be ready, useful, productive in life and in society. It means to be joined together and grow to meet the challenges in life and even ready for eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ. The principle is clear. Just as iron sharpens iron, so we must sharpen or influence someone to, to prepare and make glad, useful, productive, growing in every area of life. We learn the process of sharpening in life. What does it take? Well, um, intention. You have to have intention when you're going to try to sharpen someone else as well as you are being sharpened yourself. Just as iron has the purpose of sharpening iron, so we must be intentional about sharpening one another. Others, we need to seek those who can sharpen us and we need to, to be intentional and seek those whom we can sharpen in life too. Intention also identifies our true purpose. What is our intention in sharpening another person? The intention, according to the scriptures, to help a person become complete and ready in every area of life. Jesus is 
an example. In Luke 2.52, Jesus grew in wisdom, stature, and in favor, both with God and men. He grew, he was a shepherd in wisdom, physically, spiritually, and socially. What a great intention we should have in sharpening others and being sharpened ourselves. The problem is that we often only focus on one area or we just have start in seeking the sharpening process in life. In relationships, if you are, if you, if I have an iron sword and you have an iron sword, it will never be sharpened if it isn't in a relation to one another. The sword has to be present in contact with the other in order for it to be sharpened. In other words, we have to be connected together, not just in the spirit, but also um, in scripture. Um, knowledge, wisdom, discernment, and all of those things being together in one. Um, the Bible calls this fellowship, communion with one another, coming alongside each other. We need each other. It is essential for us and other in sharpening in the sharpening process. Influence. Iron sharpens iron as it is, it is a contact, a process of contact influence each other and can be sharpened the piece of iron. However, in order to really sharpen and not damage, ruin or make more dull, the influence has to be done right. So it is with us. We sharpen one another by influence each other, but it also it is also important to influence one another in a right way. 1 Corinthians 15.13 Do not be misled by bad company corrupts good character. That's why the Bible calls each of us to teach, encourage, set an example, explain, escort, urge, spur each other onward with love and good deeds, etc. The Bible also teaches us to be careful in the words we use the example we set and what we are influencing others towards. The process of sharpening one another involves intention in a relationship and influence. One thing is for, for, for certain, excuse me, that you can sharpen one another by being indifferent, independent, incognito. We must be intentional in the relationship and influencing it. C. We learn more models of sharpening the lives of others. The example of sharpening iron, iron is some is one example, but the scripture also demonstrates for us to process of the sharpening of each other. Parents and children. Deuteronomy six six through seven. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts, impress them on your children, talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, 
The Proverbs themselves are an example of a father influencing and sharpening his children in life. Friend to friend, David and Jordan, Philip and Nathan, Jesus wants to be our friend too. Older men with younger men, 1 Timothy 5.1, Titus 2 and 6. Um, older men with younger men or women, Titus 2.3.4, teach older women so that they can be trained the other younger women. So the one person influences the other. Teachers and students in Matthew 28, 20, teach them to obey everything that I have commanded you. In Titus 2, 7, in everything set them as an example by doing what is good in our teaching, show integrity, seriousness, and sound of speech. Brothers and sisters in Christ with and with other brothers and sisters in Christ, fellowship, Hebrew ten twenty four through twenty five. Let us spur one another onward and toward love, good deed. Let us not give up meeting together as one are in the habit, but let us encourage one another and in all the more as you see the day approaching. First Thessalonians five eleven. Let us encourage and build one another up. Conclusion, let us just try to cut something and find that your knife or scissors, or even in this case, your spiritual sword is dull. You sharpen the instrument and think to yourself, wow, why didn't I get this done earlier? This is great. So when we seek the help of other people or we go to someone, iron sharpens iron. When we see someone who is um, whose spirit is cast down for whatever reason, or they're heartbroken, or they're going through a transition in their life, or a season in their life that has not been like anything you've ever seen that person go through before, it is not our job or duty to press that person down even further. Um, because then we're going to have to answer to God, why didn't we become help in a time of trouble? So with that being said, it is imperative that we sometimes stand outside ourselves, our judgment, our um, assumptions, and our um, even presumptions of anyone who is going through everything. Remember that when you love someone, you're also going to have to love the process that they are going through because you have no idea how God is operating in that person's life, just like no one had any idea of how God was operating in yours. So iron sharpens iron. One man sharpens another. And it is important that we, this is continuously intentional and that it is happening at all times. Of course, done in love. Criticism is never going to get you anywhere. Um, putting someone down is certainly not godly. So uplift, cheer each other up in knowing that we have the hope in Christ in knowing that we are in this together, in knowing that we are to um, build the body up um, through the sharpening of one another. I pray God. I pray to God that this has blessed you, that you understand a little bit further about what it is, iron sharpening iron. 
I love you. God bless you. May the Lord shine his face upon you, be gracious to you, and grant you peace. God bless you. Take care.